Welcome to the Money Rules Podcast, where we tackle your personal financial matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, we do Melon With summer in full swing, many people are looking to take a much-needed break and head to the desired holiday destinations. However, along with the excitement of planning trips, there's a growing concern about the rise in travel fraud. To help us navigate this murky territory, we've invited Dawn Riddler, who is a certified financial planner at Rexalim Invest. Dawn, thank you for joining us on this episode today. It's an absolute pleasure to me. To start off, could you break down for our listeners the most current travel scams and how these actually work? You know, there's a plethora of them, starting from when you plan it to when you're actually at your travel destination. So if you start at the beginning, it's how you pay for it is very important, right? So my recommendation is to use a credit card because you then have the backup of the bank in order to do it. As soon as you let that money go out of your hands, for example, and you do an EFT, you can run into problems. Which brings me to my my second thing is that only use reputable people who've been around a long time. I know this sounds really sad and we all want to support small businesses and that's at the end of the day. But when it comes to major expenses like this, and look, an overseas travel little excursion for a family of four could easily cost, you know, sort of 80, 90, 100,000 rand. And you want to make sure that, you know, that that money is well spent. So, you know, use reputable people. If you want to use a travel advisor or a travel agent, make sure that they've been around a long time. You know, it's all very well to go on a recommendation of a friend and this kind of thing. But this is one of the areas that unfortunately during COVID and now post-COVID, there's such low barriers to entry for somebody who is a travel advisor. They don't have to outlay capital and this kind of thing. And they use social media in order to do promotions and this kind of thing. That is where quite a lot of the fraud is actually happening is right at the beginning of the thing. Because, you know, you've got a small person, they only have to do 10 trips of 100,000 rand at Christmas season, everybody's busy, and abscond, and, you know, there goes your holiday. Kids are not going to be happy with you. Very true. And who are the primary targets of these travel scams, and why are they particularly vulnerable? Anybody's vulnerable these days. You've just got to keep an eye on what you're doing and know that what you don't know. That's why I say if you're not familiar with the destination that you're going to, particularly when it comes to overseas, and you need to use a, a travel agent in this, do your own homework as well, right? And when you're over there, when you're booking into hotels or you're booking, you know, into B&Bs and this kind of thing, there are built-in protections with things like Airbnb and Booking.com and this kind of thing, that if something goes wrong, you are going to have some recourse and they usually, you will get your money back or they'll help you get into another place. And, but there again, I'm you know, sort of emphasizing if you keep control over it, so that you pay the Airbnb and you pay the Booking.com rather than doing it through an agent. And the same goes with flights, is that by all means, go on to cheapflights.com or whatever they're called and find the cheapest flights in order to get you to your destination. But then go on to that airline's um, website in order to book that um, book that actual site, because then you have IATA protection and that kind of thing as well. Are there specific warning signs or red flags that consumers should watch out for, both when booking their trips and when they get to their destinations? 
There are a number of them, you know, when booking, particularly on things like Airbnb and that, look for references, look for reviews. Don't be a guinea pig. You know, if somebody has got no reviews and they're newly on the platform, let somebody else guinea pig that, you know, you're coming a long way and you're in a foreign country and you're not sure. Rather, you know, go with with a site that is more reputable or with a location or accommodation that is more reputable. But when you actually get into, uh, you know, particularly foreign destinations, there are a number of scams that you need to look out for. One of them, right from when you land at the airport, is taxi scams. You know, often we don't have the ability, you know, to to pre-book that. So rather than you need to initiate the contact with the taxi rather than anybody who comes up to you because they will see you're a tourist. They'll see you looking around. You don't know where to go. It's a foreign airport. And they'll come up and say, oh, you're looking for a taxi. I've got a taxi. Right. So rather walk straight past them. Um, if necessary, go to an information booth to find out where the regulated taxis are. And when you're with that taxi, take down all the details and pre-negotiate the fare. You can look up on, on your phone on maps. You can see where, where it is that you're going. And I mean, that's why something like Uber, if it's available in that country, makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, you again, you've got those protection. You've got to look after your safety. And particularly, you know, if, if you're a woman traveling alone or a woman, you know, a couple of women traveling together, you don't want to get caught up in one of these taxi frauds. Is there any recourse for travelers who have fallen victim to travel scams? It depends on what kind of scam it is. That's why I say if you book with Airbnb and now the the accommodation is not available, you're going to have recourse to Airbnb. If you book a flight and now it's overbooked or you're not you're not on it, you have some recourse. And you know, particularly if you're in Europe and that kind of thing, now suddenly they're on strike and this kind, you're going to have some recourse and you're going to have some protections. When you go through a travel agent, you lose some of those protections. And I think one of the things that I want to sort of emphasize here that perhaps people don't think about is that when you go overseas, you and, and you have a medical aid, you have a South African medical aid, you have an over, overseas allowance, usually around about five million rand. But before you leave the country, you need to activate that with your medical aid. You need to phone them and say, I'm going away and this is where I'm going. And they will send you all the stuff that you need to know in case something happens because some you know in the in the US for example something as simple as a broken leg or a broken ankle can cost you 4 million rand easily and there's an additional you know and most of the the medical aids have this benefit it's a free benefit you don't have to pay for it and 5 million rand sounds like an awful lot let me tell you when you're in America it's not right so th- there are gap covers also that will double that from 5 million to 10 million so that's something to also talk about with your financial advisor is that should I be taking out um, a gap cover in order to make sure that I'm fully covered on a medic because that can bankrupt you never mind you know you know losing a couple of hundred rand on a on a taxi fare you know doing something like that and you're not properly protected can really can really hurt you badly and if you don't have a medical aid with that then you need to buy health insurance Dawn as we wrap up what advice would you give to people making travel plans and traveling during the festive season I know you just touched on um, making sure that you've got medical aid coverage and gap cover but um, are there any other aspects that people should be aware of you know, I travel extensively and have done all of my life. There, there are a couple of new things that I have 
taken on board and that have stood me in good stead. One of them is to put iTags or all the equivalent Samsung tag, whatever it is, in all your luggage. You know, that is, uh, you know, luggage goes missing all the time. And if you can at least track it, you can at least know which airport it's in. That's the that's the number one. The other thing is that my recommendation um, in going out of South Africa and back into South Africa is pay the extra hundred bucks and get your your bags wrapped in cellophane. It's just too easy for them to just put a ballpoint pen in the zipper, open the zipper, and you know there goes you know all your swimming costumes or you know things like that. I mean, I mean we all know not to put valuables in our suitcases, but let me tell you, in a short space of time, they can really wreck your holiday by you know sort of a bit of affirmative shopping that might go on there. Those are some of the sort of things that I've learned over the last couple of years. All right, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Dawn, and shedding light on this crucial issue. It was a pleasure to me. That was Dawn Riddler, who is a certified financial planner at Rexalim Invest. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Rules Podcast. To listen to more, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.